Hello and welcome to the Rank Advertiser podcast, where we inspire, enlighten, and empower every single listener today. Today, I do have a special guest for us, uh, Madame Alexandra uh, Rodriguez, who is an entrepreneur, CEO of ARBinc.com and uh, IRB Business. She's an entrepreneur who helps businesses in doing taxes. So today we have her in here. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So uh, my first question is, uh, tell us a little bit for people who are listening to the podcast who doesn't know about the business, what is one thing you'd love them to know about uh, the IRB Business? My company will basically pretty much business in general. I think the more you educate yourself wherever you are in the world about business in your country, you know, and I always say knowledge is power, right? So the more you know about business, the more you know about even taxes because government is the one that, you know, regulates business. When you follow and you respect it, I, I feel like you will become successful. It's those people who always try to create shortcuts or, you know, they try to sort of hide the things that they're doing. They really don't get far or they don't last long. So um, we've been in this place for over 40 years. So it's it's always trying to just follow the rules and, and also learning and knowing about things that are going on in the world events and using that to your benefit, you know. Nice. My uh, other question was, uh, uh, you are in the, the tax uh, business. Why tax? <laughs> Because there's two things that are certain in life. What do they say? Death and taxes. <laughs> yes, so, that is true. You know, you know um, I was actually born into this. Uh, when I was, uh, my, my dad was in this office along with my mother. You know, it was the only little business they had when they migrated from, you know, Mexico to the United States. And it's, it was always a business that gave us income. So, it, and it's not easy to understand, but once, once you get it, you realize that, it will always be there. You know, the economy can go up, the economy can go down. It could be crazy right now, but one thing is definite, governments will always still want your taxes, you know? So I, I try to get into dancing. I did a lot of other creative stuff when I was in my teen years, but I always knew taxes because I was working here since I was five. I used to be stamping envelopes and I used to mail, you know, mail out the taxes by mail and that's how I would get my candy money. But it was, it was a certain job that I will always have. And as I got older and wiser, I started realizing how this is a true, genuine, true career that will never go away. So I chose taxes because I started to understand it at a level that other people couldn't. And that's a gift. You know, when you understand policies and regulations and taxation, you tend to help other people understand it or at least dumb it down or make it easier for them. And when you do that, people tend to follow you and then they tend to follow the advice that you're giving them with their finances. And I, I learned that at a very young age, so I stuck it through, and now we've become a pretty much a medium-large medium, medium company. Congratulations. That is that is amazing. I, I like the story. And I wanted to ask for entrepreneurs who are listening to, to the podcast and who are wondering about their taxes, especially that is uh, tax season. What are some of the advice you would give them? Because you are an expert in this area. Uh, what would you advise a, a CEO or entrepreneur who are listening to this, who are looking at the books and is thinking, you know, maybe I need to bring in a tax expert to, to look at the numbers and help us out. What are some of the advice you can give to that person? 
Well, one thing for sure is that if, if you did start a business, the foundation of your business is very important, right? How, how you start off your business, what tax structure you choose. Others, you know, they start working under their social security, their name, they start acquiring all this, this money and they don't invest it into things that matter. Like you said, bookkeeping, finances, um, taxes, having someone to, to have you organized for your business to be successful. They don't pay for that. They'll make their mother do it or they'll make their sister do it or their wife do the bookkeeping. So when they come to do taxes, your tax preparer is just going to prepare them, right? They're not going to teach strategies. They're not going to talk to you about things you can do about your future plans and how to maneuver your business to meet your future goals, because that's not what you know, their, their expertise is. So getting a very solid, knowledgeable team or a third party professional that is on your side to help you is very vital. People in businesses, they, they don't have experts in that. They don't invest in that. They think it's a waste of money or they feel like people are lying to them, but it is vital for you to structure your business since the beginning in a solid foundation. And there are so many ways to go about that. So it's very important that they do things right, especially when they're starting off business. Now, when they start, when, they, when you already have a business and you're making a lot of money, you definitely need an expert. You know, there's two different things that people get confused. There's a tax preparer and there's a tax strategist. They expect their tax preparer to tell them how to save money. That's not, that's not their job. A tax strategist teaches you how to save money. A tax preparer just prepares them. You give them numbers, he puts them in the system the way they should. A tax strategist will start making you do moves and changes with bank accounts, with entities, right before the year ends or before you actually pay those taxes. They move you, they make you move money, they, they make you create an entity, a C Corp, an S Corp, an LLC, depending on where you're headed. So don't get those confused. Tax strategist, tax plans, tax prepare tax prepare and i want to ask do you offer both of the services for uh people who are listening uh as well who doesn't know about a lot about taxes i would think most entrepreneurs are focused on their area of expertise if they are running a burger business they focus on doing the burger and uh if they're listening to this and wondering do you do both of them as well in your business Correct. i have different levels of clients we call them different levels of clients we have the, the personal returns, right? The personal 1040 returns. And in the personal returns, we have those who own properties, right? Those are a little bit more higher level clients. Then we have those who uh, are starting to do business, right? They're beginners, the business beginners. With those people, we don't sell them other services that we sell the business, the businesses that have been, you know, solid for about two to five years and have a different, like a certain level of income. If you're making less than a quarter of a million dollars, then that's another level. And then you have the elite clients, right? And I say elite because one, they require more of you. And those are the ones where we, we do tax planning and tax strategies. So each level of, of client that you are, you know, requires some type of attention from us. You know, I'm not going to be get, selling a tax plan or a tax strategy to a college student with a W-2, right? And I definitely wouldn't tell a, you know, a $2 million company, you know, oh, just give me your personal returns and that's it. So our clients come to our offices and we categorize them into different levels of type of clients they can be and what services belong to them and what services do not. So yeah, we, we have a range. We have about 
close to, we're about getting close to 3,000 clients in overall. Thank you. And I, I want to ask uh, for someone uh, listening to this who are in, in business, uh, what are some of the benefits of hiring a company like yours to do taxes for them? Oh, well, the benefits is, is the gain, the knowledge gain, right? So, you know, it's taken me, I don't know, uh, more than 20, 25 years to learn all the things that we're, 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 I'm learning. And it, it doesn't stop. Every year I have to refresh on new policies, the new uh, presidential groups that when are engaging in are passing bills, there's always changes. And that's, that's what I focus on learning, you know? So the benefit is that you have a business, you're not going to focus on things that you don't know. So you hire someone that knows about that and studies it annually, not even annually, quarterly, and can let you know, hey, this thing so-and-so is just coming up. It might benefit you if you do this, right? It's the same thing with any other profession. Like I wouldn't want to go do my electrical, right? Because I, it, I, I don't know, it would take me a long time to figure out how to do an electric panel, as opposed to if I hire somebody, right? Pay them for their services. They just gain me time, right? So I tell people like in, in, in life and in business and in, in life, you're paying for time. That's, that's, that's really what you're paying for is time. You are not going to get the knowledge that I have to tell you what to do. So you're, you're going to pay for my value and my time. It's the same thing when people come to you for food, your restaurant, your, the barber, the barber has a skill, right? <laughs> yes. So you pay for time. And I tell people, this is how you know whether someone is worth paying for. You give a value to your time. If someone tells me, Alex, uh, I'm going to charge you $3,000 to do this, this job right here. I then say, okay, if I do it, it would take me about two and a half weeks to do that and to learn how to do that. And in two and a half weeks, I can make 10,000. So I say, okay, I'll pay you 3000, right? Because it's worth, it's not worth my time. What that's going to take me. So when I talk to clients, I tell them, listen, you are paying about $30,000 to the IRS. I'm going to charge you about 15 to 30% to make that go away legally. And we're going to restructure you. We're going to change, but you will no longer pay 30,000 to the IRS. Really? What are you paying for? You're paying for the time it took me to learn, you know, what you don't know. Is that worth it? Yeah, if I'm saving you 30000 right? But you'll be paying me just 30% of that. So it's it's really, the benefit is is knowledge and time. And it's, it's completely, I tell people, you have to talk to people that are professional and really find out that they're professional. Ask them how long they've been in business. Ask to see their references. Ask to speak to, to clients that have been with them for many years. You don't want to get stuck with someone that tells you to believe in them. And all of a sudden, they're, they're a flight by night and you don't see them anymore. I definitely agree with you. You need to hire the specialist and save yourself money, time, and energy. Because once you have someone who knows how to do the thing that they're called to do, you can sleep at night knowing that some things is going to get done and be done properly. Exactly. That's right. And uh, what are some of the questions you see most entrepreneurs uh, worried about uh, when it comes to taxes? Is he the savings? Is he mainly the, oh man, I, I'm paying too much? Or what, what are some of the worries you, you encounter once you talk to people who are running businesses and they come to you for services? There's, a few, there's a quite a few, but the one that repeats the most is always, it, has, it always has to do in every profession, it has to do with fear. Am I going to get audited? right? That's the question. Um, I tell them, listen, nobody in this world can prevent you from getting audited, but the person who you choose to file your taxes can help you, can help defend you very well. So you should never worry about being audited. You should worry about having someone that's going to be able to stand up to it very confidently. 
right? It, not, not a, it's just a letter saying, I'm just going to check your hand. And I said, so if, if you have what you're telling me you have, if I'm telling you to do these things and we have a paper trail, what are you worried about a letter for? It's just a letter. Once it, once it comes in, you just respond. You show them what you got to show them. That's it. It, it, it. Fear is, you know, it's it's probably to me is the scariest thing is to have fear. Fear of the government, fear of what's what's going to happen. You know, it, it, it keeps you from so much. So a lot of the questions come with the auditing and worrying about filing your taxes. And the second is, I pay too much taxes. How can I reduce my taxes? And then I tell them there are many ways you can reduce your taxes. The IRS code was created for entrepreneurs and investors. You are one of those two. You can go on not paying any taxes. But if you're an employee or you're self-employed working under your social receiving cash, you are caring about 80% of America's taxes, right? So there's, there's many ways of doing things. You just got to learn them, know them, ask around and, or ask or have someone that knows for you. Exactly. That is really true. That's why we need those experts like you to tell entrepreneurs about what is out there in terms of taxes, how they can save, how they can maneuver and legally and, you know, reduce the taxes. And I want you to ask, what are some of the, the main advice you, you would give someone, let's say they want to start a business and they're listening to the show. We're talking about structuring the business properly. Is there some form of or entity do you, that you recommend uh, people to start with? Is LLC, C Corp. Uh, what are some of your recommendations to someone who's about to start a business in from a tax perspective? What would make sense for them if they are looking forward to saving in the long term? The main question is when someone's going to start a business is knowing your projected sales, right? So if you know or you have an idea how much you'll be making by the end of the year, then it's a lot easier for me to advise you which tax vehicle or entity you should, you should have. If you, if, if you someone tells me, I'm going to get into sales, but I'm, I'm going to have losses. I'm just going to be investing for the entire year. What do you suggest? What? And I say, well, there's two ways I would suggest. There's a cheaper way and there's an expensive way. And there's two tax, two tax vehicles if you're, you know you're going to have losses. Now, what if you say, I'm going to probably make less than a quarter of a million dollars? Then I'd be like, oh, I'll probably, I, I, will, I will advise maybe an S corporation. Or if you say, hey, I think I'm going to hit one million. I'd be like, ooh, let's talk. Let's probably talk about the, the C Corp. You know what I mean? Because they all have different tax rates and impacts. Again, it's not the question of how should I get structured. It's more like, what are you projecting you're going to make? Because that's what matters. Yes, definitely. And my, my next question is more for executive. I have a friend who are uh, executive at companies. And right now, especially the if you're above uh, a certain number, above uh, 400,000, the taxes is, is, really, is really high for them right now. And a lot of them are complaining. So I wanted to ask for them, uh, what are some of the recommendations would give them from a tax perspective? Will you recommend them to start an organization, a nonprofit, or uh, if they would like to save in taxes legally, is there some advice you give to executives? Uh, definitely. Um, at least for my clients, I, I, I tell them to diversify their, their funds. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You can always, like for instance, I can actually tell you about my businesses, right? I have two corporations. One's an S and one's a C. IR business is one corporation. It only handles business clients, right? I have IRBinc.com, right? Because now we went online. It only handles personal returns. I, I split my assets and I split my income because my income was becoming too big, right? So as soon as I did that, right, um, I also ended up moving states. I moved states because 
my businesses were in California, are in California and other states as well, because we do service all over the states. But I was situated in California. So California is the most expensive state you can be in with taxes and a lot of other things. So I moved to Nevada, which is zero state tax. And then I have, here I have my two corporations and then they pay my Nevada, my, my Nevada corporation. My Nevada corporation then pays me. You ha- Now I have one, two, three strategies that I can use in these entities. Each entity is has minimum from three to five strategies I can use that I can reduce taxes legally. Now that's just my businesses. What about my properties? Well, my properties, I put them into LLCs. So each property that gets rent gets its own rent, gets its own expenses, and gets its own strategies. And when I say strategies, there's there's things you can do with each entity that you can implement that minimum will save you minimum about 30,000 in savings just just with um you know, uh, things that the IRS allows you to implement because you have an entity. So imagine 30,000 minimum by let's say five entities and I'm if I made about 3 million let's just say that's you know approximate. I just completely diversified my income, right? So there's that's just one scenario. There's multiple scenarios where I have clients that their assets looks like a spider web, right? But it's legal. Again, it's what you know that gives you power. Absolutely. It's all about what you know. And I want you, I want you to say uh, for people who want to get in touch with you, they're listening to the podcast. They're like, you know what? I already feel that I got a call. And what is, what is the best way to reach out to you for uh, entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast? So I have, I have, I have an online website where you can actually, if you just have, if you're just a personal tax return with a small sole proprietor, like a DBA, you can always go to IRB inc.com irbinc.com irbinc.com and you can see your prices or how much i would charge for you to uh to do your taxes if you'd like to reach out to me you can always reach out to me to in my email alexandra at irbusiness.com I, I i check my emails all the time and you can also call my office and speak to my receptionist and, and schedule yourself a an appointment so any questions that you might have about doing business here in the, the, the United States, that's really what our forte is. You can reach out to me. I, I'm sure that you can put my information down in your podcast. So yeah, my email along with my phone, my address is in California, but again, I'm also in Nevada now and I'm trying to go online. So you can reach us through irbinc.com. Give us a try. Definitely irbinc.com. Check it out for those of you who are listening. Uh, check out rrbinc.com. So uh, my next question is for those who are living abroad and the thing about starting a business in the U.S., let's say they are listening from uh, Germany or U.K. and they're thinking about expanding their business in the U.S., is there one advice you would give them in terms of uh, structuring uh, the organization for tax purposes? You know, I, I just recently got in contact with an attorney who specializes in in like visas, but they're more like business visas, right? So I'm I'm gonna try to become a my company's gonna try to get a visa to try to hire foreign foreign people to to work for me. So that takes about two years. But this same attorney, right, when you when you talk to people that are specialized, right, was telling me that people that are overseas and can come with a particular visa where they come and invest in the United States and you have an asset worth of up to a million dollars in the United States, you can get a a visa visa sponsored from your own entity 
that you're investing in here and literally become, you know, come to United States and say, hey, I'm here to bring my money and uh, let me come in and work, work in the United States with with the money that I have to invest with you guys. And the best thing is, 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 is talking to professionals about that specialize in bringing in foreign money in the, in the United States and how to do it legally so that you can also get maybe dual citizenship that way. And talking to this attorney that I'm probably going to be partnering up with and learning more about that. Cause I do get people calling me, especially from my, my side is more like Mexico, you know, uh, Guatemala, El Salvador. These are companies that, that are, you know, clients that are pretty prestigious and they have money and they're like, how can we invest in the United States? So again, I went to go seek out a professional and there is ways that you can come and bring your funds and bring business here. Uh, but you have to know the forms to file in order for that to, to happen legally. And uh, I do know a professional. And also I, I, I did read, I did find a website that was, uh, what is it called? Nomad Capital. I think that's what it was. That that website specializes in foreigners that are wanting to come and bring their assets here. So the best thing you can do is try to connect yourself with people that know about that. Thank you very much. Uh, we are reaching the end of our podcast here, and I want you to uh, give us an opportunity to to hear some of your last word. Is there something you would like the audience to know about R&B, or uh, what is the last word you'd like to share with the audience? Well, I already talked about business, but I do definitely want to share something outside of business. And, and you know, we see that the world is changing so much, and the things that are going on. Give yourself to investigate everything that is being said. Uh, don't always believe every word out there, especially put out by the mainstream media. You know, I get a lot of clients coming to me and telling me, like, should I remove, take my, my money out of the ATM right now? Because, and I'm like, where'd you hear this? And they're like, in the, in, in the news, I said, stop, <laughs> turn off your news. And, uh, you know, research, research what you're being told about world events. It is, it is highly important because it, like I said, one of the scariest things to have is fear, you know? So, you know, if you feel fear, what you're reading is not good. I said, investigate the opposite of what you're reading. If you read that something says yes, go investigate what says no and draw your conclusions. You'll probably get smarter. Contradictory of thought. Please challenge your thoughts. Always read the opposite of what you think. Perfect. Thank you very much, Mrs. Alexandra. I really appreciate having you in here. And for those of you listening, uh, make sure to check rrbinc.com for all your taxes. If you have any questions, reach out on the contact uh, information page and you know send the questions there. Contact her. And I look forward to talking to you all in the next uh, episode. Thank you.